Hi, I'm Gretchen. And I'm Becca. And we're two curious ladies on an adventure to learn more about cooking, cannabis, and the fine art of gluttony. Join us every 10 days or so as we get high and make our way through a recipe. Step inside and let the consumption begin. (laughs) Hello, Becca. Welcome to spring. Welcome to spring. spring. Welcome to spring. Hi. Hello. Hi. We're excited. We're ready to go. We're raring on this one because we think we might have picked one of the easiest things we've ever picked to do. That's an assembled dish. Yes. And we found a way to make it easier because that's what we do sometimes. We like to really push ourselves or we like to really make it as easy as possible. (laughs) And we're both in the process of losing our minds. So today it's easy as possible. Yay. Yay, An easy day. (laughs) Woohoo. So easy, even down to the drink that we made. We cut out one of the most important parts of what we were planning on doing, which was a non-alcoholic strawberry refresher. And you make a nice little strawberry syrup there and then add ginger ale or some other sparkling soda. There were a lot of options, some lime. And we said, too much work. (laughs) We're going to mash up some strawberries. We're going to put some lime in that. And then we are going to add ginger ale. Done. Done. Top with a lime slice in my case and a little bit of ice. And it's beautiful. I love it. It's so refreshing. It's so spring. It's so perfect for right now. It is. And we were using frozen strawberries too because we did not, we're not able to find those perfectly ripe strawberries that we wanted. So we did frozen and that made it even easier for the drink. So if you've got frozen strawberries, this can be done in like a second. And it is a game changer for a regular old ginger ale. I love it. Yeah, it's delicious. I like to use frozen fruit as ice cubes anyway. I had failed to appreciate it on ginger ale. I usually do it with sparkling water, but today, ginger ale. Super easy, super excited, and this is delicious. What are you going to be smoking today while we get... Well, we are making Eaton Mess. It's in the title, so you knew what we were doing anyway, but (laughs) officially, that's what we're doing. That's why we're using strawberries. But what are you smoking before we get into our Eaton Mess chat? I am having Forbidden Belts, which is just a fun name. And why are these belts forbidden? Well, it's because it's a cross of first forbidden's gittles with a z and rainbow belts forbidden belts it is it is supposed to be a truly delicious flavor profile with an outstanding high physically calming mentally uplifting the perfect way to relax the day feeling perfectly content don't know if i've gotten all of that when i smoked it before but maybe today i will yeah perfect way to relax okay what Let's what see. are you uh <laughs> enjoying today i have some flour i was using the bong a second ago and it's grape canyons with also with a z like your forbidden skittles it's got myrcene linalool caryophylline and 26 percent thc and it's tasty i'm enjoying it i think i told you a little bit ago i've been trying to seek out the ones that are predominantly myrcene in the terpene profiles i'm enjoying it We'll see how it does with the strawberries today. Yeah, I wonder what the uh, mirror scene interacting with strawberry 
combo is like, we mm-hmm. shall see. We shall taste. We shall taste. That's true. <laughs> we shall taste. <laughs> Thank you for being correct on that front. Yeah, I don't taste anything. I don't know if that's just because I use so many filters. It filters everything out or doesn't taste bad. Just really doesn't have much of a taste at all. Well, you'll have to make up for the missing sweet and fruity with our eaten mess today because it should be sweet and fruity. Very. Tell very. me about the first time you had eaten mess because your brother lives in Isn't England. Mm-hmm. And so you've been there so many times. Too many times I've been to the UK, actually. <laughs> More than anywhere else. Can I ever go somewhere else? But no, I can't. That's where he lives. <laughs> not true we're going to france or well actually by the time this is released we'll already have been to france and back that's right one other place no, I'm just <laughs> this was one of my earlier visit and entirely possible that it was actually the first time i visited the uk when my brother was living there i had been there before in high school but with a, a trip but this was my very first time we went to saint john which is fergus henderson's restaurant in London. I don't know. I say is because I'm actually not sure if it's still there, but I assume it is. One of the most delicious places. We had an amazing meal. And the description of the eaten mess on the menu was too intriguing to pass up where it said, you know, some blueberries with meringue and whipped cream. And I had never come across eaten mess before, but we bought, got it and it was absolutely the most perfect way to end that meal because we had started with a roasted veal bone, marrow bone appetizer. So like started with some intense fattiness, this beautiful, light, fluffy with just a little dissolvable crunch in there. It was just, it's just such a beautiful way to end a meal. And it's so easy that it's almost criminal that we're even doing it for this podcast. It's so easy. Yes, but you know that's how I like it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do know that. I do know that. So that's interesting. The first time you had it was with blueberries. We are going to share a little bit of history. And what we've learned is that it doesn't have to just be strawberries that are used in this, even though that is most common. This is a summer dish. And its origin, its origination, its origins have to do with feeding like a big group of people in a quick round of feeding so it's something that you can let sit for a minute and be served all at once but the history here comes from wikipedia but it says (laughs) eden mess is a traditional english dessert consisting of a mixture of strawberries or other berries meringue and whipped cream like gretchen said three ingredients pretty simple first mentioned in print in 1893 It is commonly believed to originate from Eton College and is served at the annual cricket match against the pupils of Harrow School, which is an extremely British sentence if I've ever seen one. (laughs) Yes, indeed. That is extremely (laughs) British. (laughs) It didn't even faze me when I read it. I should have been like, oh, for sure. Yeah, cricket, you know. (laughs) Eden College, cricket, 
pupils, Harrow School. These are these are wow. Yeah, we've landed in the UK. Here we are. <laughs> Max UK sentence ever. And it's yeah. related to food. <laughs> yeah, peak UK sent food sentence. So it also says Lansing Mess, which uses bananas is a similar dessert that is served throughout the year at Lansing College in West Sussex. They've skipped the strawberries. It said Eaton can keep them. And we're doing <laughs> bananas year-round, which I can appreciate, too. I love bananas. Gretchen and I started talking about banana pudding and banana and vanilla wafers, and I yeah. wanted to make that, too. <laughs> of course. Of course. I understand. I like bananas themselves. Please don't put it in anything else. I just want to eat a banana. Please stop with banana bread, banana nut muffins. I wish I loved banana in things. I do not. I just don't. I just don't like, I don't like that flavor in anything else. Just want it to be a banana. I get it. I do get it. And I love banana things. (laughs) (laughs) It's just such a weird thing to be like, I love bananas. I will eat a banana all day. It could go in fruit salad. Don't get me wrong. I'm not insane. Like only, only banana. As far as you can put it in one other application (laughs) where it's exactly the same but cut up. (laughs) I'm just saying, I just want to be clear. I don't object to like cut up bananas. That's not where the line is drawn. It just seems maybe I don't like cooked bananas. Maybe that is where the line is. I don't like bananas foster. I don't like banana bread. I don't like. I don't really like banana flavored things either, but I think that has more to do with artificial flavoring than banana itself. Sure. What about a flambéed banana <laughs> on ice cream? Nope. Don't like it. Not even. Wow. Nope. I will, because we, we used to make bananas foster at one of the restaurants I worked at. I was like, oh, I'll probably love this. It's cover. It's just bananas with butter and brown sugar and you put a little cinnamon in it and light it on fire. How fantastic. I love fire. Backfire. I hated it. <laughs> I liked the sauce. I liked the ice cream. It was fine that it, the bananas existed in it, but I did not like it, the eating the banana itself with the ice cream and everything. Huh. I can appreciate for all the people that like banana in things that this sounds delicious, but I went, oh no. Mm-mm. No, I don't want that either. The things we learn about each other through food talk is so <laughs> fun. <laughs> it's very random. <laughs> I know. I love it. Banana anything is one of the few things I'll eat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. <laughs> right? It's so funny. It's tragic sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> we should, there should be like food astrology charts. Yes. Who's my perfect eating partner. Oh my god. <laughs> yes. <laughs> How would we do this? Okay, that's that's okay. For, that's we'll for another time. It. Yeah, we we'll have to I I'll have to okay. as I said earlier today, noodle on it. I love that term yeah. as far noodle as like, I'm yeah. thinking it mm-hmm. feels messy and like my brain. Mhm. Anyway. Well, messy is I'm glad you said messy. Let's get it back here to eating mess because <laughs> The one other or two other things we wanted to just note real quick is that the original version of this dish was served without meringue. It was just strawberries or bananas mixed with ice cream or the whipped cream. And then later that meringue was added. There's no real sense of why the word mess was used other than maybe because it is a bit messy in appearance 
or it says it may be used in a sense of, quote, a quantity of food, particularly, quote, a prepared dish of soft food, or, quote, a mixture of ingredients cooked or eaten together. Who knows? It's messy. It's delicious. And we are making it our own today. But Gretchen also wanted to talk about meringue for a second. We did a cheat again and we bought meringue cookies, which is a cheat, but we're hard to find, surprisingly. Easier than making them, but still extra work for ourselves. Gretchen, you found this stuff from one of our go-tos on food and cooking. What did you learn about meringues? I was starting to look up strawberry items from on food and cooking since we'd already settled on strawberries. The first page I turned to in the index was egg foams. And I felt that's the universe telling me I need to look at the egg foam section. Now the egg foam section in on food and cooking is at least 10 pages long, which was surprising to me because I wouldn't have expected it to be quite that extensive. I mean, egg foams are interesting. I just didn't know it was like 10 pages of interesting. There's also diagrams and stuff. So it's that full, full pages, but I knew Becca would kill me if I got too far into it. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot of egg talk. <laughs> that's a lot of egg talk. <laughs> so I selected something that I'm hoping I can make, make sense to you that I really just hadn't thought fully about before as a concept when I've been making meringue. If you've made a lot of meringue, like I have in my lifetime, <laughs> I've made it a lot of different ways. There are lots of different meringues out there, but you add the sugar at different times depending on the application. I knew this was true because I've not, you know, cooked it. <laughs> it's a lived reality for me, but some of the why of how the foams get to be that different way clicked into place for me. So I'm, I'm hoping I can make you understand. <laughs> if not, I'm giving myself two minutes. Can you tell me real quick for people who don't know, what is a meringue first before you explain how the sugar addition changes it? What happens to make a meringue cookie? To, let's say if we were making our meringue cookies today, what would we do? Thank you. I'm just trying to remember what the process was from the recipe we looked at. But I'll just give you my process, the process I use most often. Just high level for sure. Yeah. I'm going to give myself four minutes total for this entire section. You would start with eggs at room temperature. You're not going to add your sugar yet. You do in some cases. We're not talking about that today. We're making cookie meringues today. So this is cookie meringue process. So remember, not end all be all of meringue process. <laughs> Start with your egg whites in a clean bowl. You got to make sure your, your enemies to any egg white foam are of the lipid variety. Lipids are bad for egg whites, for foaming. Lipids meaning? Fat. I've known for pretty much all my life or ever since I started working with egg whites and foaming them that your bowl cannot have any kind of fat in it. If your bowl is not completely clean of fat, you cannot get a foam. It would just never happen. It is best practice for this is to actually clean the bowl you're going to make your meringue in first. Get your egg whites at room temperature. Make sure you give a good clean on your bowl. Dry it out. Water's not so bad, but it just interferes with some things if, it, if you can dry it out. And you're going to start whipping those egg whites up to 
mild amount of foaminess, just where you're starting to see it build some volume, the bubbles aren't as big anymore and as noticeable, and then you're gonna add in your sugar. There are different methods that people use for this. Some people do it in additions. I believe the recipe we were looking at said added in in three additions, whipping completely in between. I usually use a stand mixer when I make meringue because you're going to whip for a long enough amount of time that even with a hand mixer, your arm starts to get a little tired. I will just do a steady, thin stream of sugar into my egg whites, and then you just let it whip to whatever stage you need it to be at. Generally, for like a cookie, you're going for a stiff peak, so that means you will stop your mixer and lift the mixer straight out. So you have soft peak, which is when you pull it out and it makes a little peak, <laughs> I get a little mountain of egg white, and that as soon as it gets to a certain distance, that breaks off whatever you're whipping it with, and the peak just sort of folds over. And so there's different stages of that. So like super soft, it'll like fall over immediately. You can't stretch it all that far. Then you've got more like a medium peak where it'll just tip a little bit, but it's still not quite standing up. Stiff peak is super glue almost. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a good word. Help me. Has the most structure. It's the yes. most yeah. pointed. <laughs> most definition. You might even have multiple places where the, it's like spiky. The less it's whipped, the fewer of those mountains you're going to get as well. Actually, I might need right. to make meringue and double check that, but <laughs> I think that's <laughs> well, true. Well, it makes sense. I mean, the less you whip, the softer it is. The more you whip, the more it's going to strengthen and structure and not density, but it'll seem like that. It's going to get, like you said, a lot more definition. I got it. So that would be if we were making the cookies on our own, because then you you do mix that up and then bake them. Correct. Yes. Okay. You bake them in a low oven for a couple, at least an hour depending on the size as well, at least an hour to an hour and a half. And then I actually came across a technique recently that says to then just turn off the oven and leave them in there for as long as possible and just let them at least overnight. And that helps them set because they cool much more slowly. They set a little bit firmer. I've actually found that to be a really helpful tip is to, if you're like looking for a nice crisp one like we were doing today, I'd almost suggest making it the day before, letting it cure in the oven overnight, and then putting it together the next day. That's a good trick. So that would be making those cookies, which again, we're not doing today. We bought those. So now that we know the process, what did you learn about adding that sugar at different times to get different results? I've not made a lot of chiffon pies or like a meringue pie. I haven't made a ton of those in my lifetime. According to On Food and Cooking, there's sort of a specific way you make the meringue that goes on top where it's actually a lot softer and a little bit more formless than, say, the harder version. You whip the egg whites entirely before adding the sugar. In that case, what happens is the sugar dissolves into the water that's part of the bubble structure and gives it bulk and solidifies it which actually allows those bubbles to like slide and slip past each other more versus the method I just described for making the cookies where you're adding it earlier or even at the beginning. That makes that sugar much more ubiquitous, which allows the bubbles to break up more into smaller and smaller bubbles. And so they, they hold together a lot more structurally sound. 
I guess I just had not been like, there's a reason for this before. And now I, now I understand the reason for putting the sugar in when you do. Sure. That's so interesting because yeah, when, as soon as you said like meringue pie, I can picture like a chocolate meringue pie with all of the beautiful little mounds on the top of it. (laughs) Yeah. How interesting it is to keep that shape even on top of something that has a very moist sorry for using that word (laughs) texture underneath it and it still can hold its shape and so it sounds like adding that sugar later or at this certain time really is important yes it's it's important for the texture you're looking for for example just putting this out there when you make buttercream what you usually do is make a sugar syrup and so what that does is that even more even more distributes that sugar into the egg whites in order to lend structure to the bubbles and make them break up into an even finer texture, which is really essential for when you're doing buttercream to help lighten butter. Science. Science. So Science. exciting. Especially with baking stuff like this. It's beyond me. <laughs> but I'm intrigued by it. <laughs> Yeah, that's why I was like, okay, okay, I think I can pick this one little thing and explain it to Becca and it will help your understanding because I just went, holy fuck. Oh, that's why. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that's why. Taking a while to settle in there. Mm -hmm. Egg white beaten into you. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Well, that did make sense to me. Nice job. You did it. Should we... Talk a little bit about our recipe sources because we jumped around a little bit. The recipe, I guess, that was most like what we're going to end up doing, (laughs) which is because we're (laughs) not even fully using that recipe, (laughs) is from the Spruce Eats. You know, we love the Spruce Eats. Good, Good editors over there. They get a good collection of things. We're using classic English eat and mess recipe. And this is by... Elaine Lem. We have not used her before, I do not think, but her recipe looks on point, so we're good on that. For ingredients, we have for a full recipe, and Becca and I are just going to make small portions today because today's little. We don't gluttony. need to serve six. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This little is gluttony. Ser- little gluttony. <laughs> Tiny gluttony. Small gluttony. Yeah. I'm r- working on the phrasing for that. <laughs> But for a full six portions, you need one and a quarter cups heavy whipping cream, one tablespoon castor sugar or finely ground baking sugar, one and two thirds cups ready-made meringues, which we found at Trader Joe's. Might be the only place that has them. Not sure. (laughs) And ideally, three cups of fresh strawberries. So a modified amounts of ingredients here. Oh, and then also I'm using powdered sugar instead of castor or fine. Same. Because using our information from other recipes, we know that that powdered sugar has tapioca starch in it, especially if it's organic, and that can help stabilize your whipped cream. So using the noggin. No chances today taking. No chances. (laughs) (laughs) Plus, the more finely ground, the easier it is for it to distribute and dissolve and distribute. And we also took the extra step of putting our glass bowl that we're going to make the whipped cream in in the refrigerator. Well, I'm using metal, but yes, it's in the refrigerator. Our bowls we're using are in the refrigerator. (laughs) I just assumed you were doing glass because I'm doing glass. But 
We get into the kitchen. We get our cold bowls out of the refrigerator. We get our cold whip, heavy cream, heavy whipping cream out of the refrigerator. And then we're going to whip up that cream with our hand mixer with the little bit of powdered sugar. Yep. And then in that same bowl, we're going to add our crumbled up meringue cookies. Mix that together real gently. And yes. then add in chopped strawberries. <laughs> Do you have another cat visitor? Yes. She was very concerned. She needed to know I was okay. Yeah. Oh. Hi. <laughs> okay. Is that Kimmy? Yep. yep. She's yelling outside the door. <laughs> yeah. I didn't hear until she got in. Yeah. Oh, okay. Kenzie's right. here, everybody. Our third co-host. Once we've mixed up all of that stuff. Oh, and we just chopped up all of our strawberries. We're going to use most of them in the cream mixture there, but then... We're going to layer that mixture with a little bit more strawberries, layer some more mixture with some more strawberries, and then eat it. Eat it. Yay. Eating it. I was trying to come up with a joke for that all night last night because I keep wanting to spell it E-A-T-O-N, and I just kept thinking, I want to eat on my mess. Yeah. And I was <laughs> like, no, that's gross. That's really, that's no. Yeah. Oh, no. No, 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 no. <laughs> So I've been definitely trying to do something like that. Oh, Kenzie, thoughts on the eating jokes, Kenzie? Bad, just bad, Gretchen, come on. (laughs) So what's our world level going to be? Oh, one. This is is so easy. Love it. Well, should we go go give it a go then? Yeah, we better get going. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. We're in the kitchen. Hello. Hello. The kitchen. kitchen. (laughs) Where we are now. Fetching my things from the fridge. Okay. Our cold, cold thing. Our cold, cold fridge things. Yep. The cold fridge things. When you were talking about how you're using a glass bowl, it was like, ah, should have used a glass bowl. That's a good idea because the glass will hold the cold longer than a metal bowl. Well, this will be quick. I mean, yeah, we can do this quick. It's not like we're going to be whipping for hours. It's just, yeah, I it's hope like not. 30 seconds to a minute, hopefully. Okay, and I'm just sprinkling my powdered sugar over the top of the whipped cream or heavy cream. Oh, that didn't go so well. That was a chunk, not a sprinkle. So you've been, you had it going for a little bit and then you poured in your sugar? Oh, I haven't even started whipping yet. Sorry. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, perfect. I'll put my sugar in. Put sugar in. I'm gonna start. Yeah, go ahead, do that. And I'm gonna start whipping. And I think mine is at the light and creamy stage. I am gonna just put a teensy bit of vanilla extract into mine. I know that's not part of the recipe traditionally, but I just I just taste my cream and I think it's a little naked. So I think we should add a little a little bit of something. And Becca's given a thumbs up. So yeah, we're going for it. <laughs> Wait, real quick, Gretchen, what speed are you doing on your hand mixer? I think I was maxing out at three, so not even that high. Three. Yeah. Mine is not, mine's not stiff at all. Then you better keep going. Mine's like okay. done. <laughs> Maybe okay, I was higher than that. I'm just like, <laughs> I'm high. I don't remember. <laughs> right? I'm using these guys, right? The whiskey ones? No, the other attachment. Oh. There's a more whiskey one, unless it didn't, oh. unless that one didn't come with a whisk. But I would think it did. This one? 
Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's fine. That's how mine is. Did you just use one of the other ones? No, here. I just use, you just use the one. Oh, okay. Well, hopefully that will make a difference. Yeah. (laughs) Should help a little bit. You would definitely be able to get there with those, but it's going to take a lot longer. Because you just need those like thinner parts of the whisk that Uh will help bust it up a little bit faster. I'll try again. Yeah. My cream is good. It's holding shape in a good way. Okay. Should I keep going when you get a second? Can you come look at this? I think it might be a little too thin still. Just a little bit, but you're pretty close. Hopefully another minute tops, 30 seconds to a minute. You're very, very close. Okay. Oh yeah. It's holding its shape. That looks great. Yeah. Cause it, it doesn't need to be super duper firm. You do like, as the name of this suggests, you want it a little loose and flowy. Mm -hmm. Chopping or crushing our cookies. How do you want to accomplish this? Honestly, the Trader Joe's package had a bunch at the bottom that were just crumbled already. (laughs) So I just used those. (laughs) You know what? That, that really works. Actually, (laughs) mine are not, I was not that lucky, Mm. but I think maybe I'll just go like that. You're going to really crumble them. Yeah. Why not? It says large bite sized chunks. These are pretty large ish. Okay. Yeah. I guess mine are just a little bit bigger. I do have some like fifth of a cookie size pieces that are coming out of this. I was thinking of crushing them like in a bag first. That would make sense. They're soft. It's not too hard to smash it into appropriate size pieces with your hand. Yeah. If you do it in a bag, you don't get that satisfaction of squeezing them. No. And they're very fun (laughs) to squeeze. So I mean, I highly recommend it. (laughs) I grab a spatula. Stir this puppy up. Okay. I'm pouring mine in. Successfully have mixed in my cookies. Now I need a bowl. That's right. I was going to do it in my fancy cup. Might be an inappropriate amount of dessert that I've got going on in this glass now. Yeah, it still ended up being quite a lot. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. I did one layer of the mixture, some strawberries, another layer of the mixture, some strawberries, then a teeny topper. And some crumbled meringue cookies on top. Ooh, yours looks so pretty in your big, like, fountain soda old school glass kind of thing. My chalice, you mean? Yes, your chalice. (laughs) And I still have enough to make at least two or three more. (laughs) Right. No, I'm just getting way too artsy-fartsy. Okay, time (laughs) to tie this beautiful mess. Let's do it. Put this mess in our mouth. Yeah. Eat on this mess. Eat on it. Eat on the mess. Yeah, I like that. Finally, the joke came to you. Mm-hmm. This is so good. It's perfectly light and delicate, but has that little crunch. It's not too sweet. There's creaminess. It's so good. Oh, my God. I am. Yeah. We've just been chewing and staring at each other for like a couple minutes. <laughs> It's it's so good. It's so good. I love it too because even with the meringue cookies, there's no egginess for it for me because there's enough sugar and there's enough citrus that it's... There's something going on. Yeah, exactly. Just wondering if they might make vegan 
meringues just like just on the off chance but no they're made with eggs sure you never know i feel like i wonder what you would make them with oh i know what you make vegan meringues with what i'm not gonna tell you (laughs) it's worse than eggs oh no (laughs) (laughs) it's the liquid from chickpeas in the can oh we did we talk about that when we made the chana masala probably okay that's so cool they also did it on the great british bake-off one time like they had to all vegan cooking and they made them all do vegan meringue something that's fun i should watch that Mm -hmm. well i'd say this is a success this is a really easy dessert to make especially if you're buying the cookies like we did yeah i mean you could even buy the whipped cream but Mm -hmm. you know you don't have to and we did frozen strawberries. Yeah. Amazing. So good. I kind of want to do this with like, um, if I did had some passion fruit curd, you know, mm-hmm. or even just mixing a lot of passion fruit into the strawberries. I just love a strawberry passion fruit flavor. That would be good. I was thinking a little bit of pineapple would be nice too. Mm-hmm. Yum. Yum, oh. yum. I'm sorry. Okay. I can't stop eating it. So yeah, we better get out of here. A success. We're going to keep eating this and then there might not have even turned out to be enough i'm gonna eat, eat every no second of so this good. that's available <laughs> we bought a pineapple today too maybe i'll just cut up the pineapple and turn it into a strawberry pineapple for dinner yeah it'll be very french yeah french. <laughs> france the cookbook remember she put all those pineapple Banana things pineapple seasonal things aye, aye, aye. yeah aye, aye, aye. okay off we go follow us on instagram find us on patreon Follow us on Facebook. Tell everybody you know about us. And we're excited to see our new listeners in places like Australia and Japan and Costa Rica. Hello, hello. So off we go. Oh, Off we go. I was like, they're on the cardigan. 